0: Sheila, good morning. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning, Wayne. I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself?
0: Oh, I'm having a good time. just stretching there. Oh, this is a great morning. It's nice and it's warmer today than it was yesterday, which yes. I'm excited about because I can go out and do my walk
1: and not freeze. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to not freeze. I do love the sunshine. I will say that.
0: I understand. Welcome everyone to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne, where we talk about skills that have been learned forgotten, misused, and or totally abandoned as we are attempting to change the world
1: one verb at a time. Sheila, what is our verb for today? Today's verb is to carry out, to execute, and I've got two definitions. The first is to carry out or put into effect a plan, order, or cause of action. And the second definition is to carry out a sentence of death. Now, the person who chose this Verb is our guest today, ah. Fred Behrens. And so, Fred, welcome to our podcast.
2: This is a goal that I've hoped for all year.
1: <laughs> Two of my favorite
2: people in the world, and I get to join in.
1: Well, we're happy to have you. Thank you for joining us.
2: Absolutely. Yes, I'm, I'm executing on my goal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, with that in mind, Fred, why did you choose this verb?
2: You know, it's just so important uh, in my life, and I think in our society in general. Um, I saw a little statistic on gym memberships. And uh, a lot of New Year's resolutions around this time of year. And it turns out that 80% of gym members that joined in January quit within five months, according to Coupon Cabin. Wow. Um, they clearly did not fully execute. They started to execute, but did not follow through.
0: Ah, uh, that's too bad. It's it's almost a goldmine for the gym memberships, but too bad for the individuals, right?
2: Right. They did <laughs> not accomplish what they'd hoped
0: hope to do. <laughs> No. Okay. And so I also have some other definitions there. It says to perform properly or skillfully the fundamentals of a sport or of a particular play, meaning like, you know, all right, we're going to do the halfback sweep to the left or halfback sweep to the right or up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, punt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my three
0: favorite. runs in a cloud of dust. That's right. <laughs> And to perform indicated tasks according to encoded instructions, much like a computer program Mm. where you hit the enter button and it executes. And I I was I was wondering, hmm, okay, I'm hearing execute and I'm also hearing implement. What's the the finite difference between that and execute has a meaning of completion Mm. where implementation does not. And I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. And so I started thinking about all those other things to perform properly or skillfully a fundamental skill. And I remember when I was learning how to ski. My my skiing instructor, one of my skiing instructors, told me, "All right, when you come, when you're getting ready to do a turn, when you're going to execute a turn, there's three stages of that turn. You've got to one, set yourself up for the turn. Two, actually." accomplish the turn by doing these kinds of things and then three exiting that turn so it was an entry point a medium point which is sustaining and then follow through where you're exiting and that's called execution and I thought wow so as I read this definition I remembered that skill set and maybe want to go back to the slopes and ski some more too but I can't do that (laughs) anyway (laughs) Fred how do you use execute in your daily tasks at work
2: well, um, I was seeing about a couple of quotes. Um, uh, Benjamin Franklin said has a quote, "Well done is better than well said." So while mm. uh, my team and I talk about a lot of things, uh, there's always the bottom line of, "Okay, what are we going to now do about that?" And um, you know, just just a year ago, we set out a ten-year business plan, and each year we monitor have we executed on that plan. What did we do well? Let's keep doing it where did we fall short? Let's fix it.
0: I like that. And you're not going to fall away um, like the the individuals who go to the gym and, and after five months quit this, are you? This is, this is an ongoing thing to completion?
2: No, I think that's maybe where they began to implement, but they, they got lost in that ski turn <laughs> in the middle. So they failed to
0: execute and they're now tumbling down the mountain somewhere.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Been there, done that.
0: Yes. And Sheila, how about you? What's what's on your your list of things to tell us about execute today?
1: You know, I was uh, looking at some information from a book called The Balanced Scorecard by David Norton and Robert Kaplan. And they said 90 percent of organizations fail to execute their strategies successfully. So I was going to ask Fred, too, what do you do on a daily basis to make sure that you're still making progress on your strategic objectives?
2: Well, we actually have a weekly staff meeting and uh, also a weekly managers meeting. So the managers meeting, we actually go through our list of goals for the year, with the most important ones first, and say how are we doing with this. And then the following day, we brief staff on, you know, here's where we've done well. Here's where we're maybe falling behind a little bit. Here's something that we thought was important, but it's not as important, so we're going to set to the side. And and here's the new plan. So it's it's accountability, you know, mutual accountability to the whole team and to our clients. Uh, that we that we check in on a weekly basis, but with a ten year uh, vision in mind.
0: Excellent. Super. Yeah, excellent. Yes. Go ahead. I, Sheila, I heard you getting ready to say something. So go ahead, please.
1: One of the um, w- a lot of what I've been reading says that execution skills can be learned. Um, but one of the emphasis I read was that you have to uh, really surround yourself with a good team and have team unity. Um, And they defined a great team as uh, people who cause you to want to come to work and expectations of others cause you to work harder and do more. And you're motivated by each other, not just by a boss figure. So, Fred, do you think that you have that kind of team? And if so, how have you developed it?
2: You know, we absolutely do. And uh, it's interesting because I probably did my first um, uh, vision, mission, values, goals exercise 20 years ago. And while we had a good program, and we probably revised it maybe 10 years ago, when we when we just recently revised it almost two years ago, um, I actually missed the first meeting as a CEO because I wanted everybody to feel free, maybe more free than they would have been with me in the room,
0: mm-hmm. to really
2: say what they thought. So then when I rejoined the exercise, I will say that every single person, we have 14 people for uh, their company, every person's fingerprints are on it, they own it. And we, we love each other, we enjoy each other, we love the work we do and the, the people that we get to serve. Um, you know, as an example, during COVID we had to be safe and so we mostly worked remotely, but oh, the joy, you know, when everybody was back in the office again and, and um, maybe it hurt our um, efficiency just a little bit, but I just, we laugh so much uh, uh, when we're together that it, it really is just a, a joy and, and mutual accountability. We absolutely, we wanna do good work for our clients. We have professional standards and regulatory uh, compliance, but mostly we don't want to let our teammates down, and so we we do much better work because uh, we're we're a, a true team.
0: And, and Fred, I'm and Sheila, I'm hearing words like love and joy and fun, and you know what? That is counter to what execute also means because we all all of us know the execute is on the negative side as well. But I'm hearing the positive energy, the positive concepts of energy of execute coming out in the fourth. Fourth and that is just absolutely good and wonderful that I'm hearing that. Um, and, and so what other positive things do you hear when the term execute is used, Sheila? I'm, I'm interested to see what
1: you came up with. That's a really good question. And when I did look up synonyms, I saw things like accomplish and achieve and fulfill and perform. I, I think it's understood right now. None of us are talking about the carrying out a sentence of death uh, aspect of execution. We can just set that aside, shall we?
0: <laughs> yes, let's do that. <laughs>
1: okay. So, um, and also identifying high value goals and prioritizing ideas that are worth acting on. So I I saw a lot of positive uh, side effects or implications having to do with execute.
0: Excellent. And, we, and you know what? We are executing today for our almost one year anniversary of hey. the podcast, 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. And at... On the nineteenth of January, we're going to have our special celebration. And Sheila can tell us a little bit more about that, please?
1: Absolutely. We really want people to contact us so that you can t- uh, give us questions that we can answer. Um, we're also going to be talking about mistakes we have made <laughs> in our first year, <laughs> things we have learned as we uh, have have become more experienced at this. And so, Fred, we also ask you to give us feedback. Um, so that you can contribute to the conversation we have on January nineteenth.
0: Absolutely happy to. <laughs> and and Fred, I have a question for you. Yes, as sir. you are as you are executing your duties at at work on a daily basis, um, when did you when did you realize that what you're doing is what you've always wanted to do? When did you realize that?
2: Uh, you know, it's kind of funny because my dad always wanted me to be. Uh, is it okay to say what profession I'm in? Absolutely. Yeah, my dad always wanted me to be in the investment world. It's like, no, no dad, I'm going to be a pilot. I'm going to the Air Force Academy. And then um, when that didn't uh, come through, um, I have astigmatism. So they said, you're welcome to come, but you can't fly. And I said, well, why would I go there if I can't <laughs> fly? I mean, right. skiing's is great and executing turns is great, but yeah. <laughs> so then I thought I would be a diplomat. And along the way of working through my academic progress, I uh, morphed into the investment world. And What I've found is I have just absolute joy in helping people uh, achieve financial independence, and um, you know, you know, money's not everything, but you know, it's it's very helpful to have good finances to facilitate and enable you to execute on all the other plans that bring you even greater joy. And so, being Mm. uh, someone that can help people facilitate that, an absolute joy working with great people, Um, and uh, honestly, it was about. Years ago, when we we did this new exercise of revisiting our mission, vision, values, and goals, and uh, that's when I realized that, that I had achieved the kind of firm that I'd always hoped for.
0: Excellent, excellent, congratulations! And so, and so, execution. How how does execution work in the financial world? Since execution, as I said earlier, it's it's the meaning of completion. Um. How does that play into the financial world, where is is the numbers are always up and down, and there's no guarantees? Uh, how do we execute within that on a positive side?
2: Well, to to bring in a quote from a brilliant philosopher, Cuba Gooding Jr. and
0: one of my favorite
2: movies, <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. <laughs> um, you know, obviously we can't control uh, markets, and and you know we have to hope for the upside, but we also have to prepare for downside. Um, and so we, we've developed a a pretty unique system, um, for doing that. Um, and you know, we send out a report card to every client every month. You know, here's where we started. Here's what we've done. Uh, we update financial plans constantly. Here's where we're hoping to help you go. And so we literally live and breathe, um, you know, both looking backwards and looking forwards on a daily basis.
0: So, so I'm hearing you have a plan, you sit down with your with your clients, and you have a plan, and then you execute that plan, but they also have a, a voice in that plan, and then the execution takes place, and hopefully the numbers fall where you think they should or could. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: I would actually say it a little bit differently, Wayne. Um, the best financial planning that I've been a part of is that we help clients develop their plan. We're more of a coach on the sidelines. Uh, sometimes we're more relied upon than others, but the the idea the best financial plans work when someone completely embraces it as their own, and especially if you happen to have a couple, especially a married couple, um, or whether it's a family plan or something we do for a business or a charity, um, if they if we if we help them construct a plan that fully represents their values, their experience, their risk tolerance, and so forth, it's their plan, and when they embrace it. So long as we do our job of helping them select wise investments, monitor, update, report back to you, uh, that's, that's where true success occurs on on both sides of the ledger.
0: I, I like that. I like that. And how do you keep them uh, – you told us earlier the gym um, memberships, they kind of fall off during April timeframe, which is what, January, February, March, April. Four months, four to five months after they started, they fall off the plan for – the rest of the year, how do you keep your clients on the plan so that you can use the Ben Franklin well done is better than well said <laughs> kind of quote there to keep them to keep them going? How do you do that?
2: You know, it's an area of, of financial planning that's getting increased um, attention, both in the mainstream media financial world, as well as on the exam to become a certified financial planner. And it's called behavioral finance. So mm. everybody knows the statement that you're supposed to buy low and sell high. Almost no one does it intuitively because we see an investment going up, 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 and it's like, oh, that's a great ride, let's jump on. Sometimes right at the very top. And then if something goes down, people get scared, they get concerned, and they oftentimes will sell toward the bottom. And if you buy high and sell low long enough, you can pretty much ruin any financial plan. So (laughs) um, the idea is to have a portfolio that actually avoids high highs, unfortunately, but also escapes low lows. And uh, as a result of that, people stay confident, the behavioral finance doesn't kick in. What's funny, I talked to colleagues of mine that only use stocks and bonds, and they're just afraid of the calls that come in. We have a year like we've had where the stock market plummets over and over and over again. And the ironic thing is our clients that have been with us even for just a year or two, when they see the market dropping, they say, hey, okay, I've got some extra catches, now the time to buy? Um, and so uh, uh, we try to help people just to stay that middle course. And so long as you don't bounce around, uh, you can you know you can execute on just about any financial plan and achieve you know all your financial goals and dreams, which then facilitate you know the really good stuff.
0: Okay, Sheila, when when
1: you heard the verb execute, what were your initial thoughts? What were you thinking? Wayne, true confessions here, uh, it's not that I've been trying to hide this information. But I have known Fred for over 26 years. And I know, uh, coincidentally, I've been married to him for 25 years. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) And if there's anybody I've ever met who defines the process of execute, who's a good executor, it is Fred, both in our personal life and in the work life. And it's been uh, a pleasure of mine to be uh, hand in hand in both of those arenas over the years.
0: Okay, and and now how does Zeke get into this execution part here?
1: We often think that it's time to execute Zeke, and that's using the negative <laughs> connotation of the word because of his naughty behavior. But oh, no. that being said, we're going to keep him for another week.
0: Okay, all right. And I did some. Now I've done. I kind of did a Sheila thing. I went out and I looked for a study. Oh, and I'm a fan of HBR, Harvard. Harvard Business Review. and I found a study that was done in May of 2016 by Jack Zinger and Joseph Folkman who talked about four ways to be more effective at execution. Mm. And Fred Fred, let me, let me, let me let me see if any of these um, apply to what you have done in your goal setting two years ago, 20 years ago, and even up to today. But here are the four things that they said. Be clear and methodical. Two is set stretch goals and deadlines. Three is give more feedback, especially positive feedback. And four, resolve conflict and build team unity. Fred, do any of those resonate with with what you're doing? 100%.
2: As a matter of fact, on that third one about giving feedback mostly positive. Yes. Um, I heard the phrase many years ago about catch somebody doing something right and it is so much fun to catch people doing right all over the place um, uh, we actually end the, the weekly staff meeting with me talking about what i'm grateful for and i love catching uh, team members doing something right and then in front of their colleagues uh, praising them Oh! Uh, it just lifts the whole room and you know when when you when you feel good about yourself you do i mean people do great work anyway but you do even better work and you go that uh, extra mile living in the area that we live in, Northern Virginia, uh, you may have also heard the phrase that there's no traffic jams on the extra mile. (laughs) And so I hate traffic. And so we try to live our lives on the extra mile because there's no traffic out there. Plenty, Plenty of room out there.
0: I like that. There's no traffic on the extra mile. I've never heard that. I like that.
1: You know, when I hear that, too, I think about that statistic about 90% of businesses never accomplishing or failing to execute on their uh, strategy successfully. They quit before that extra mile. And that's why there's so much room. Yeah. And I, I
2: think it's uh, in, fi- in the first five years, 90% of new businesses fail
1: in the
0: first five years. Wow. 90%. And-
2: yeah, and Wayne, um, uh, uh, you were talking about the Harvard Business Review. Now, some people may not be familiar with Harvard University. Being in Virginia, they may know that as the William and Mary of the North, <laughs> um, just in case they don't know.
0: Okay. But they
2: did, a, they did a study, it's a long time ago, probably in the 1940s maybe, but they tracked uh, the the graduating class, and half of them wrote down a life goal, half didn't, and I believe it was something like 40 or maybe even 50 years later, and the the ones that had written down a goal were, I think it was 20 times wealthier, not that it's all about money, but just the simple act of writing a life goal down one time as a senior in college propelled them to exponentially greater success.
0: And Sheila, you and I talked about writing down our goals, I think, on a couple podcasts ago, ago, didn't we?
1: We did. And one of the things that I remember we identified as what helped make a successful execution of a goal was to attach an activity to it, not just have the goal out there, but also to say, uh-huh. and this is how I plan to address that goal.
0: Okay. So
1: Fred, and- is that part of your strategic planning process?
2: So we we have um, both personal and company goals, and every single employee has the opportunity to get a personal bonus uh, based on their personal uh, review, as well as the company achieving goals. And so, again, not that it's all about money, but when you have control, you don't have to own the company to necessarily get a bonus or something, and it doesn't have to really be decided by someone else. Uh, the goals are established uh, mutually through the employee and their their supervisor mm. and agreed to in writing. Uh, we just did our uh, review, you know, two weeks ago for the twenty twenty two year, and set the goals for twenty twenty three, and so not only is there pride of of being a part of a of a great team, but it's actually a financial reward uh, at the end of the year as well.
0: Excellent, excellent, and and I, I like I, I had this thought just kind of pop into my head as you were talking about there is no traffic on the extra mile, and I was thinking about the. My ski instructor. There's hmm. some individuals who drive here in Virginia. I'm not going to say the rest of the nation, but at least here in, in Virginia, who can learn from my ski instructor and <laughs> from that. There's no traffic on the extra mile because when they're negotiating a turn, they know they want to turn, but they don't let anybody else know they want to turn because because <laughs> there's these things. And, and I think that the car dealers dealerships they should they should they should price. Um, turn signals at $500 a pop because nobody's using them. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but I've seen people go from the left lane all the way to the right lane and then turn right without even signaling. So setting up the turn, they never even set up the turn so everyone else can see that. And then when they tr- get into the turn, they, they drift all the way to the left lane um, and other – other cars were turning left onto that street that they're turning right onto. They're beeping horns, and so I, I, I saw this thing. One of the secrets of being in a good executioner, of many things is A B C always be communicating. And so I'm <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking these drivers or people in business or just at work, we should be communicating all the time. And since we're looking at those four things that Ziegler and Folkman said, be clear and methodical, be clear and tell people what you're going to do. Don't let us guess because I I I'm not a mind reader, right? We're we're not mind readers. Do you do you have mind readers at work, Fred?
2: <laughs> um, well, sometimes, but you know, the young driver that was asked why they didn't uh, didn't signal their turn, you know what the response was, right?
0: No, what? It's nobody's business where I'm
2: at. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> okay. All right. Gosh. Actually, she... I, heard, I heard that from my wife, Sheila.
0: So I apologize. <laughs> okay. Sheila. I, I, stole, I stole your line. <laughs> Sheila, she, working can our listeners here, go find you.
1: Oh, ZekeandSheila.com is my website and there's an email link on there, which you can use to send information about what you want to hear about on our celebration podcast.
0: And you can reach me at www.mindsyncing.com. That's m-i-n-d-s-y-n-c-i-n-g.com. My email, Wayne at mindsinking.com. And Fred, it is really fun having you on today. And to our listeners, twenty-seven minutes with Sheila and Wayne. Thanks for listening. And Golly, keep keep those comments coming because I've got a couple of comments, but I, I can't say them now no, because I, I have got to it. wait until the nineteenth when we right. do when we do our celebration. Um, and and by, by. Just to let you know, Sheila came up with "celebrate" for the nineteenth. So that's the verb we'll be talking about on the nineteenth is "celebrate," and that's from Sheila. Fred, execute. What was the last activity you did that was executed properly?
2: Uh, Right before the call, um, (laughs) working on working on a special activity that we've been working on for about eighteen months, and we're really very close to uh, finishing up that. uh, that whole project. And so I signed, I think the last document I have to sign uh, in executing that plan that's been 18 months in the working.
0: So execution is not necessarily a short task. It could be a long task as well, right?
2: Yes. But we punctuated by, uh, you know, sometimes when you execute your signature for a document. Um, So I executed my signature.
1: Okay. With an exclamation point at the end.
2: No, not allowed. Okay. Bye, <laughs> Mary. It, it, it was stop this time. I didn't you have a field for that. Can oh. just,
1: that's right. Feel it in your heart. We, we, need, to cha- we need to change that. <laughs>
0: uh, what, one of the other secrets besides ABC, always be communicating, that I came up with is set the goal to inc- that includes deadlines. Um, and, and you have to have deadlines, don't you? Sheila, don't you have to have deadlines to set a goal and make sure that you can
1: measure that goal? Yes, um, and I think that's the appeal of New Year's resolutions, even though most of the time they're not accomplished. But people feel like uh, it's a, a new start and that this this is the year that I'm going to be able to be successful at doing a five-minute plank, for instance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the time. Fred, I'm the timekeeper here, so I'm, I'm looking at the time, and it's twenty. 20- 5.30, so we have a minute and a half before we get to that 27 minutes with Sheila and Wayne. Um, is there anything that you would like to say about Execute that you haven't said that you want our listeners to hear?
2: You know, I think the most important thing uh, about Execute is, you know, we, we, we try, we stumble, we fail, we get back up, dust ourselves off, and start again. And one of my favorite quotes in the world is from Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, he gave a speech known as the man in the arena. It was at the Sorbonne after his presidency. And uh, if you haven't read it, read it. But the, the main thing from uh, just the very end of it is, um, it's not the critic that counts, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's the person who spends themselves in a worthy cause who at best knows in the end, the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if they fail, at least fails while daring greatly, so that their place shall never be with those cold and timid, timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. So I would say as an attitude, dream big, take a big swing, Take a big bite out of the apple. If you fail, dust yourself off, get up, try it again. Surround yourself with wonderful people who will support uh, you. Just achieving, you know, the very best that you can be.
0: Good words, my friend. Good yes, words. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you for that. Yes, Sheila. How about you? Anything that you want to to have our listeners hear before we? I exit?
1: did. I did want to ask, Fred. Um, is there a way for people to contact you if they have any questions or thoughts?
2: You know, I think if they just contact uh, Sheila and Zeke, um, you'll pass that message (laughs) along. Or
1: Zeke and Sheila. (laughs) Zeke and Sheila, please.
2: And may may I congratulate you as you celebrate. Wonderful job, both of you.
0: Well, thank you very. Thank you. You're you're very kind. Thanks. Okay. Sheila, Sheila, it's that time. I hate to to tell you that, but it's that time. Would you take us home, please? I
1: will. Thank you, Fred, for joining us today. It's actually been a lot of fun having you. And thank you, Wayne, as well. And thanks to people who listen to us and encourage us. And we hope to um, communicate with you again soon.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much. Bye now. See you guys next week.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.